Welcome to the Park Podcast, sharing tips, advice, and general guidance surrounding the working world. So, welcome to the Park Podcast. I'm Tony Bracken. I'm Gemma Marshall. And this week, we are delighted to welcome Caroline. Now, Caroline is joining us from um, Ardent Chambers, which she founded in 2015, and she's here to talk to us about a career in law. Now, she's an advocate, a NED, a mediator, and obviously the founder who has a wealth of legal experience. Um, so, we are delighted to welcome you, Caroline. Thank you. Hello. I'm excited to be here. It's good to see you both. And really, just to start with, you know, how did you get into law? Oh, through a very, very um, brilliant teacher. Um, so I was doing my A-levels here at Holier, and I wasn't really very sure about what I wanted to do as a career. I liked history and English and drama, but I didn't really know what direction I was going to go in. At the time, Holier offered an AS level in law, which I took broadly for a bit of fun which sounds surreal <laughs> uh, thing to say but my master plan was it was half an A-level I would drop it after the first year and then focus on the other things that was my plan mm. and then I started failing at drama um, I was good at the acting bit but not good at the writing up and reflective bit okay. um, and so I, I wasn't doing so well at that but I was doing really well at law so I dropped mm. drama carried on with law and then my law teacher uh, Mrs Barbet. Uh, she really encouraged me. So she set me up with a a half day each afternoon um, during a free period at a local law firm. Oh, yeah. And so I went and shadowed people and they brought in people to do mock debates and I really enjoyed those. So at the end of kind of um, the first year of doing law, she took me to one side and said, I think you should really think about it. And um yeah, it went from there. The rest is history, wow. as yeah. they say. And was that common of, of, of other students that did an AS in law? Um, there are a few of them who went on to become lawyers. Really? Yeah. yeah. Probably like three or four of my classes. And certainly there was a guy in the year above me, um, Richard Daggett, who's uh, um, a partner, I think, now at Ogier, Yeah. if he's still at Ogier. Um <laughs> And so, yeah, it did produce people who then mm -hmm. went on to do law and, and come back and do it locally. Great. And so what was it you think you really enjoyed at that time? What was it about it? Um, it brought all of the things I liked together. So I was very good at researching. I liked writing. Mm. Um, I liked to form arguments. And then I realised I could almost do my acting bit. If I yeah, became yeah. a court lawyer, I could take that there. So for me, it pulled together all the things I liked mm. um, in a way that other things didn't. Yeah. And so after those A-levels were completed, you went to university to do law? or Yep, yeah. so I, I did a straight law degree. I went yeah. to Nottingham and did law, and then I stayed on and did my barrister's training, my BVC. Mm. Um, and then I came back here, so I could have gone on and done my, my pupillage, which is mm. the practical bit of barrister's training. But I had been working with a law firm here. They'd had me back every holiday. And truth be told, um, you know, at the end of four years of uni with student nets, mm. I was walking into a well-paid yeah. salary job that I didn't have to do very much to achieve. Yeah. Um, and so I, I took that option and I came back and worked for a law firm here. And they, they'd sponsored me throughout uni with books and, and, yeah. and you know, um, working on holidays. So that was amazing. Great. And and that whole sponsorship and that whole being able to have a firm support you, give you work experience, it must have been... It was yeah. invaluable. Yeah. Um, because I got to see firsthand different areas of law. Mm. It gave me a much clearer understanding of when I came out of uni of what I thought I wanted to focus yeah. on. I'd actually already been in that department. Mm. and yeah. So I thought I really wanted to do litigation and 
and court work and I'd I'd worked in those departments with those lawyers um I'd followed them around to court I'd looked at their arguments that they were putting together so it gave me real-time experience. Mm. Um, and I also experienced other areas and thought, well, probate's quite nice, but it's not for me. And yeah, yeah. I don't want to do commercial law. I'm not really about about that. So um, really brilliant. Great. And and was it competitive at um, that stage? Or, or, and if you going could in, into, even compare yourself so, to yeah. other, yeah, your peers at, at uni or whatever. Very competitive for those coming out of uni, especially in the UK. So mm. going into um, pupillages or training contracts, incredibly competitive. And mm. I think it still is today. Yeah. yeah, Many, many people are applying for a small amount of jobs and people are all, you know, got good grades and doing brilliant things. Um, for me, it, it was probably slightly easier because I had that existing sure. relationship yeah. and they had invested in me, so they were keen to see me come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, they were incredibly graceful when a year later I told them I'd got a different job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, um, given the amount of effort they put into me, um, you know, yeah. they, they could have been quite uh, put out about that. But um, that, that, su- that support, I think, helped make it easier. Mm. So building relationships early on is is really helpful, I think. Yeah, and uh, yeah, great that locally there's that opportunity. Yeah, and and it gave you the exposure mm-hmm. to all of the different areas whilst you were studying. So yeah, by the time you you finished, you really right. Okay, this is what I've enjoyed, and this is where I want to go forward. Yeah. Yeah, and you could see problems more practically. So sometimes you're at law school and you're talking about these ideas and yeah. concepts. And and maybe, you know, they're showing you cases of things that have happened. But when you're actually in a firm and seeing people come with their problems and seeing them be dealt with, mm. you're you're seeing it real hand and it helps you translate it as well, I yeah. think. So what's kept you in law, <laughs> apart from all of those years of study and commitment? Never wanting to study yeah. ever again. Um, but do you still feel the same? It, you know, what's the... Yeah. It, it was always helping people for me. I always wanted to help people, and I think that's why I went into the area of law I did rather than in, into perhaps a more commercial-based practice. And it's still that in different guises, and it's changed over mm. the years in the ways I want to help and, and the ways in which I use my skills. But it has always been about that, I think, for me. Yeah, yeah. How have you seen the industry change then? I think probably one of the best changes that is there's a lot more women coming yeah. through right. yeah. um now and now I think law schools are, are nearly 50 50 if not you know sometimes even a higher percentage of women so that's brilliant mm. uh, and that's a big change from when I started sure. yeah. I mean I used to, to to shadow um the senior lawyers and you know I've said this recently in a LinkedIn post but there was only one female partner in the law firm I started off at and then she left and there were no female partners none mm. not wow. a single one yeah, yeah. And not one doing courtroom work. So mm. everybody I followed at that time was a man. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say I didn't learn brilliant things about them. But what I didn't learn is what it was like to be a female in law, what it was like to potentially have a family in yeah. law, yeah. what those challenges brought. There wasn't mm. anyone to talk through those things about until later on in my career mm. um, when you know that started to change. So that's been a really positive change. What I don't think has changed enough is why we're not getting those lawyers to senior level and keeping them there um that's still i think um yeah. work in progress a work mm. in progress yeah. yeah absolutely and i think it's a product of not having maybe not having had 
you know, many women to start with, mm-hmm. perhaps, and the the system's not yet having changed to kind of fully adapt to that. It's interesting, isn't it? I remember um, chatting to a friend, uh, and she was she was in London doing her training, and um, she'd worked for a, a, a sort of very traditional environment, let's say, and. Um, she was talking about my nail varnish and said, oh, you know, I can't wear nail varnish yeah. um, at work. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, this was about maybe 10, 12 years ago. So obviously it's a while ago now, but I was still surprised that she was talking about the the sort of um, rules around what she was mm. to wear, yeah. um, you know, what, what she was to look like and how to present herself. And obviously even down to things like wearing nail varnish, which is um, interesting. Did you experience any of that type of... Very much so. Um, yeah. There were lots of comments made, particularly early on, and, and now I, I'm, I'm really like, oh, what's the word? Um, bullish about this. So wearing your hair up, yeah, was I a big you thing. That conversation mm. with me, um, especially in court, mm. you did not go to court without wearing your hair up, um, so that you, you know, I think traditionally it was because you'd tuck it under your wig, mm. but we don't have wigs in Jersey, so, you know, why did you wear mm. your hair up? Um, I get. You know, it might be in your face, it might be annoying. That's a personal mm. choice, right, whether you decide to tie it up. But why does it have to be up? Yeah. Um. So I, I virtually never wear my hair up because actually I, it kind of tugs and it makes, you know, I don't enjoy that experience mm. as much. It bothers me a bit having it tied up. So I feel that personally, I think a bit clearer if it's uh, it's running free and down. Yeah. Um, so, you know, things like that. So I just, I just refuse. There's many women who wear bright coloured shoes to court, mm. right? So they've yeah. got... All of their black stuff on, all of their black garb, and then you look, you look under the bench, and they got a pair of red shoes on. Pink Pradas. It's mm-hmm. a, it's just their little moment of um, rebellion, and, yes. and yeah. still yeah. you get that today. I think, I mean, in court you've got traditions, mm-hmm. and and I respect that, and you there's reasons why you wear what you wear, and mm-hmm. to kind of make everybody seem similar, and to yeah. Yeah. kind of provi- provide some anonymity at points, and there's some valid reasons for that. But outside of that, um, it 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 does still go on. I've I've had comments over the years along the lines of, I was told by another female lawyer, I was at an after events party, no, an event party for another law firm, right? Mm. It was a colleague of mine. They'd had their first year in a law firm. Come and have a drink. It's the end of the day. Um, she said to me, you look really lovely, but you look like a lady who's gone to lunch. You don't look like a lawyer. Wow. And I was like, what, 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 what even a, what is a, that? Yeah. What does a lady's mean to love <laughs> Well, look nice. You mean yeah. I made an effort? I, mean, I look nice. I look stylish, but I'm not in a black dark suit looking yeah. like a lawyer. Mm. Um, I yeah. can't even remember what I was wearing, but you know, it's things like that, and it really struck with me because I was like, "That's another, that's another woman Female saying thing that to that. me, yeah. right?" Yeah. yeah. Um. So all of that still exists and goes on, and yeah. I've been told by people, "You have to wear this, and you have to wear that." And I now, I mean, in the early days, I did it right. Yeah. I went out and I went to Savile Row and I bought all these suits and yeah. like I made myself look like a carbon copy of other lawyers because yes. yeah, yeah. I needed to look like a lawyer yeah. because I needed people to take me seriously. Of course, yeah. Um, and now I'm kind of at a phase where I, 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 I think you you take me seriously for what I do and yeah. if you're yeah. going to criticise my clothes, yeah. then totally. Um, I'm not so interested. Yeah, but it's and interesting because that could really put somebody off, couldn't of it? You know, yeah. or you know, or, or that could you know scare someone, or you know. But and I guess, or well, you... ho- hopefully, that the you now in in today's world mm. is seeing more 
leading females and mm. he's seeing just generally more diversity, I guess. Mm. Um, and the more of that that happens, the more it will come and the more yeah. those kind of biases, I guess, will change and develop. Yeah. And, and just for the record, folks, Caroline's got an absolutely gorgeous yeah. dress on today. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing a purple dress. <laughs> so is there anyone that particularly inspires you? Uh, maybe not necessarily within the law sector or, or, or yes, but just generally, what, what's your inspirations? I I love people who are just amazing at what they do, whatever that is, and just really go for it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and so I admire people around all sorts of walks of life. Mm. And I, I love meeting people who are just incredible at their jobs, who are experts at what they do and like are really happy to share that with you. Mm. And I meet people mm. like that every day, even people down to, you know, people who are in marketing or create content yeah. or, you know, I just think that's such a valuable skill and people who are re- re- really ready to share that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I enjoy in meeting people. Great. And what about, you know, where you are? Is there a time that you considered that this wasn't for you? Oh, many times. Is there, yeah. <laughs> Does everyone go through that? I think so. Yes. Um, you know, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> especially some very early mornings when you're preparing for court and you've decided the best thing to do is get up at four in the morning so you can do like four hours of prep before you even walk through the door. Like there are many, many times mm. when you question your sanity, you know, um, <laughs> whether it's the right thing. Um, but I think in part, you probably question any job at any time. It's not yeah. perfect for yeah. anyone all of the time. Um, and I think you have to come back to why, what your values are, why you did it, and if they're still there, and if not, kind of adjust mm. adjust things or change things. And I've, I've definitely had points where I've felt stuck or like, is this still working for me? Is it one I want to do? Mm. So what have I done? I've left and founded my own firm because some of the things that weren't working for me were making law fit a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, you know, trained as a mediator because I thought, well, you know, I don't want to always have people going to court for their disputes. What sure. if we could solve them a different way? Yeah, yeah. great. Um, yeah. And people are like, but that's kind of taking your job away because you are a dispute lawyer and now you're like offering mediation. You're like, you know. Um, I was like, but but going to court's horrible mm, for yeah. people. Like yeah. they don't want to go through that experience. No. If I, you must have seen people. Yeah, I mean, stressed and worried. Yeah, and the impact. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And when you see that real life impact, I think you have to think: Is there another set of skills mm. I can develop to support people in a different way? So, I've always gone for: What is it that's bothering me? Mm. Can I change it? Is there yeah. something I can do? Um, so I think that's why it stayed stayed fresh and then I've gone out and done network which has been really great so I've taken everything I've learned from being a lawyer and founding a business and then helped other people brilliant in their businesses Mm. so I think you have to be prepared to shift um I think you get stuck when you just keep doing the same pattern yeah 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 and and what about I mean you know to to do the role that you do to do mediation to do the the Ned staff to go into court I mean Mm. You know, how do you maintain that level of confidence on a personal level and that motivation? What are the things that you do in your life to keep that, yeah, keep keeping on, if you like? So I, I struggled this early, with this early on. How do I, how do I always do all of these things and keep the motivation and not burn out and all of that mm. stuff? I said to a really, really close friend and another female out, "What do you do?" Like, mm-hmm. practically, what do you do? Actually, whenever there's something in my diary that gets cancelled, I take the time back for myself. 
She said, because no one's expecting me there. Yeah, They're yeah. already expecting me to be in court. And sometimes we do get, you know, three-day hearings that get rescheduled at the last really? minute. Yeah. Said, so I take the time back and I was like, that is a very simple but yeah. very effective strategy because often your diary is quite uncontrollable as a lawyer and you mm. do your best, but it can be quite full and packed. I imagine. But, um, you know, if sometimes someone cancels and you go, right, that hour, and you have to be really disciplined. And I, I do struggle with this at times. You want to fill it with whatever you've got to get done, right? You've yeah. got this long to-do list, fill it with something from the to-do list. But I try and think, no, that hour's back. Mm -hmm. Go for a walk. Yeah. Go go to the gym. Go home. Go home and do go something home. at yeah, home. Yeah, 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 you know. Not the um, ironing. Not the ironing. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. That that came from someone else, so mm. it was a good tip. Yeah, that's a good. It is yeah. a good one. Good tactic. Yeah, and and you know, obviously, there's there's the job and mm. the different things that you've pursued, but also the whole business side of things, mm -hmm. operationally running a business, growing a business, managing a business. Mm -hmm. How's that been? <laughs> that has been a lot of work, but I've I've loved it. I I realised that actually I'm very business business strategic minded. Um, and I didn't really know that until I started yeah. the business, um, that, that I think that way naturally. So I like that. I like thinking about the year ahead for the business and planning mm. what we're going to do and at what points. And, you know, so I enjoy that. It does, it is hard to juggle the time pressures of that mm -hmm. at points. And I think as a business has gone on, we've had to pull in more external support. Mm -hmm. So we have someone who helps us with marketing yeah. and yeah. social. And because that was becoming a, a you know a full-time job for me and I didn't necessarily know what I was doing all the time, <laughs> which makes it, takes longer, right? Because yeah. you're it's learning. a full-time yeah, yeah. job now, isn't it? Yeah, so some of those things we've started to outsource to mm. try and make it. But, but I like running a business and it's helped me then to go and help other businesses in my net positions because yeah. I actually know what it's like to run a sure. business. Yeah. Um, so I can add that to the mix as well. Yeah. And what are you most proud of? You know, what's your highlight? I think for me, I so I qualified as an advocate when I was really quite young. I was probably one of the youngest advocates. I was 25. Wow. Mm -hmm. I was super proud of that. Yeah. yeah. And never more proud, actually, when I made it to 10 years. Um, so I think I'm now at about 13. Um but yeah, really proud of that. Still yeah. proud of that. Yeah. What an achievement. So what's next for you? Yeah. <laughs> what's next? Come on, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always a what next because, yeah. you know, why not? Um, what's next? So one of the things I'm going to start later this year is coaching other female lawyers. Wow. Yeah. So I really want to take everything I've learned mm. and help and support them. Um, and not necessarily locally, yes, locally, but perhaps um, wider and more um, internationally. Brilliant. Just, and, and that just goes back to what you were saying earlier in the conversation, though, about, you know, when you were there and you looked up and I looked around, there's no one there, you know. Um, exactly. So to be able to actually make a difference to yeah, that. Yeah, be that person. Be that person, mm, yeah. Amazing. And wow. to talk through some of the, the real challenges, you know, in genuine terms, you know, how do you maintain or become a partner and have a family how do you do that because mm. actually law isn't doing that very well no. so you know what can you do mm -hmm. about it what are your options um, that's it I mean it, you know it, it was interesting I had a, a candidate yesterday who's um who's going for an interview with a law firm mm -hmm. but it's actually on the, the wealth side yeah and um they said to me oh um I didn't really know how to ask you this question but sort of culturally he didn't use that word but 
what's what's it like to work there? Because obviously it's a law firm, so mm. yeah. I imagine it's stuffy. You know, it's yeah. all a bit serious. It's all et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's actually not, you know. So it was, a, but but that perception, you know, of what that environment is, and obviously there's a lot of local firms that are trying their best to to come away from that. Mm. But is it a reality still? You know, uh, the perception is definitely there, yeah. and I think sometimes. As lawyers, we do things to perpetuate it that we could not do. I think so what I get from people is, you know, they're scared to go and see a lawyer. What do they imagine? They imagine someone old in a dark room um, who's going to be awkward to talk to. They might be going in there with their biggest problems in the world and they're going to be faced with this person that doesn't, you know, resonate with them. They're a bit scared of them, yeah, and they don't know what they're going to hear. That's that's kind of what I've come to learn is is people's perception of mm. of going to see a lawyer. So we've got a lot to do to break that down to make them feel like lawyers are actual human beings, mm-hmm. and they are. I know it's a surprise, yeah. um, <laughs> most of them. Um, yeah. But there's a lot professionally that we need to do to change that, um, so that it isn't quite so scary and mm. and strange and mm. you know. Yeah, it's an interesting one, it isn't is, it? Yeah, yeah. because but I that, think that perception of it being definitely stuffy exists. and awkward yeah. still exists. Awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I guess that feeling intimidated, you know, feeling, oh, you know, you need to be something that you're not to actually succeed in that type of environment. Um, I guess because you've got to play so many roles, don't you, as well as yes. legal advice. You're, you're a counsellor, really, aren't you? And mm. a confidant to somebody going through probably one of the worst times in their life. So, yeah. yeah. But you also need to be able to argue you know to articulate yourself so well you know it's uh there's a lot of yes yeah, an interesting it's multifaceted position. isn't yeah. it and, and sometimes other people struggle with you having all of those different sides to you because sure. they see different sides of you and they they're like which one am i getting yeah yeah <laughs> um and you're getting what you what what i think you need in the moment which mm. you know um you know might be a fierce advocate might be a best friend mm. like yes. yeah um, it just depends on where you are and, mm. and where we need to get you to as yeah. well. Um, but you are seeing people. You need them to come in. You need them to feel like they have some level of rapport from you. Mm. The worst situation you can be in is when they don't tell you things you need to actually know So yeah. to help them. So there's a lot about about needing to, to build that vision of that lawyers. Trust, isn't it? Yeah, lawyers being your confidant mm. on. And, and so... I've had a, another female lawyer in the past who said to me, your clients think you are their friend. And and that was a piece of feedback I got as a negative. And this was because at the time I had a particular client with learning difficulties who used to come into the office and hug me. Now, my other clients, generally speaking, don't hug me, but um, <laughs> particularly now in the COVID world. <laughs> but um, he did. And I wasn't really very bothered about it. Mm. Um at all yeah. um that was his way of interacting he would see me in the street and he would walk over the street and he would hug me yeah, yeah. Um, and she she gave it to me as a piece of feedback as you're getting too close to your clients and I thought, but am i because yeah. what am i getting what i need from him in the situation um am i getting the information i need from him uh, are we moving his case forward are are things improving for him they mm. are yeah so does it matter if he hugs me in the street, if I'm okay with it and it's yeah, a boundary yeah. that I'm all right about mm. because that's the way it is? Um, so it's interesting. Even There's even an internal battle about, you know, 
should you have this professional distance? Yeah. What does that look like? Mm. Um, can you be over-friendly and still do your job? Um, but everyone yeah. works with a different style, don't they? Mm. Every Everyone has a different way of doing things. So surely to be able to adapt to that, to suit to the individual is, is yeah. what's important to, to get that trust and rapport. I think so. Yeah, I, I think agree. so. But I think as a profession, we've stepped back and we've mm. been this very formal sure. thing yeah. Yeah. where we yeah. have given people advice mm. and, and we've behaved like that. Um, but I don't think that's always the best way no. to get the best out of people. And I think the world now wants more reality, don't they, and more realness from everyone. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think are the key skills that someone needs if they're coming into a career in law? Yeah, so it's, it, I'm interested in what you were saying, Gemma, because the, the older I get, the more law I do, the less law I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the more I problem solve, yeah. the yeah. more I listen to people. Mm-hmm. So listening, problem solving... Research is important and yeah. research is really important when you're more junior because you'll get more of those tasks um, and you need to go know where to look and find things. And people always think lawyers keep everything in their head, but they, they don't because mm. um, they can't. There's too much no. law out there to Possible. keep in your brain. Yeah. So you have to know where to go and find it. Um, Plus it changes all the time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you need to be able to go and check and look things up. But aside from research, I would say that listening and problem solving are the top things. Yeah, And then probably writing after that is important. Yeah. Yeah. And and as you said, now at this stage in your career, you've now in a position to seek out other experts in their field to support you and support your your growth and next stage. Yeah, particularly on the business side of yeah, things. Yeah. yeah, that's where that comes in, in into good use. And I guess as well, one of the reasons I wanted to do Ned work personally on a personal level was to meet people in other professions yeah. doing other things and to see what that I could learn from them and yeah. what sitting on a board would bring me from dealing with people who were from entirely different professional backgrounds. Yeah. And so you start to expert, like, kind of try to seek out those people, mm. see what you can learn. Yeah. yeah, keep learning. Yeah, definitely. And, and so for, for somebody at that early stages and, and, you know, looking at someone like you, I mean, it's not just a traditional law role you do. There, there's diversity in it. So there's there's lots of potential for somebody to, yeah, be in a business and get involved in different types of businesses. Exactly. I think, used to think, lawyers, solicitors, barristers, that's all you've got, yeah. right? And that's not the case anymore. You know, the skills you learn as a lawyer are transferable to lots of different environments and lots of different places um you know whether that's in-house whether that's compliance whether that's there's there's a whole load of options Mm. um where you use law or you choose not to yeah um but the skills are still valuable wherever you decide to put them and you can you can mold your career yeah you know particularly once you're past the early phase uh, and decide you want to do slightly different things with it or add to it and also, I guess, so if somebody is particularly a female in the early stages of their mm. career, follow you. <laughs> follow you on LinkedIn and look, to, the plug. look, look yeah. to what you're what you're going to be doing in the future. Yeah, and I yeah. follow other, I've started to follow a lot more other lawyers on LinkedIn who I really value. Mm. And there's some amazing legal in, influences, if you like, yeah, out there. Yeah. Um, to see what they're doing because, um, you know, you can learn so much from them and there's people who are deliberately going out there and disrupting the image of a lawyer mm. who are deliberately going out and saying, you know, yep, 
uh, I've got kids and I'm still a lawyer. Yeah. And it's okay. Do you know what? It's entirely exactly. possible. Brilliant. Um, so the more you fill your feeds with all of those people, yeah. um, then the more you see the options, I think. Yeah. And that's important, isn't it, in a world where, yeah, you can fill your feed and your environment with with the other things. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's another area that would keep you motivated by looking to people that are trailblazing in, in their yeah. areas and following that to keep that, yeah, in your environment. Yeah. yeah, like only in the last few weeks I found an amazing LinkedIn group called She Breaks the Law. And it's all about women who do law differently Brilliant. and do it in different mm. ways. And it's global, um, you know, all over the world. And I was just like, what a fantastic idea. And I just contacted them and said, like, I'm all about this. Let yeah. me in, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see what you're up to. Yeah. Um, so the more you just keep accessing those things, the more you see the different options. I and think. the more you can bring it back, can't you? Bring it back yeah, to exactly. us here. Yeah. And yeah. change things. Yeah. Um, and I think particularly if you're in an environment, let's say you're you're a young female out there and you're in an environment that doesn't feel like that, maybe mm. you're still in very a, a very traditional environment, then it's a good place to go and find things and go and find information and even find out about other businesses and other ways that they're doing work. Mm. And I think we, you know, we, we mentioned this, you know, prior to starting the, uh, starting this podcast that you know, things are changing, you know, mm. um, the world's changed, obviously, you know, I don't want to go too much into to COVID, pandemic, etc. Mm. But there has been a shake up, you know, mm. have you seen any impacts, you know? Yeah, yeah lots of impacts. I mean, I, I was saying downstairs before the podcast that the biggest thing for me was that I used to work remotely before COVID. And whenever I'd say I was working at home, it was met with a negative reaction, like mm. I was Skyping. Mm. Um, but I worked for myself and I had the ability to decide where I worked. Um, and now I'm working from home and no one ever questions no one it. And I'm not island. always working at home, sometimes in the office, sometimes I'm at home. Yeah. But I've always gone with my own diary, what I'm doing, where I would feel more comfortable doing that. If mm. I've got a lot of reading to do, maybe I'm more comfy at home. Um, if I'm in court, I'm going to be at the office. And, and I never had a problem with that, but actually the perception of other people was negative so I'm super pleased that's changed um COVID had a big big impact business-wise particularly at the beginning mm. um everyone kind of shut everything down yeah. and went very quiet mm -hmm. um yes. and that was really scary because I had come back from maternity leave about eight weeks before COVID struck so I was regaining my practice yeah, building yeah bear in mind I work for myself so I've I've gone off for six months I've paid for myself if you mm. like my maternity leave to go off for six months and then I've come back I've I'm just you know I'm still working out you know the logistics bit <laughs> yeah. how, how I get everyone to where they're meant to be and mm. you know Gemma and I have talked about this before you know how you get to being in the office at a certain time in yeah. the morning it's a miracle sometimes yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> you're like yes yeah. um, so you know I'm still in that phase and like recontacting clients and mm. then COVID struck and everyone went quiet and it, and it had a real a really yeah. negative impact for me and it took a long time for me to rebuild the connections because we weren't going out sure. and making yeah. connections yeah. there wasn't networking yeah um and also you know I went into a three-month lockdown with an eight-month-old baby mm. and a business in a pandemic yeah. that that Must was tough you know yeah. there were two of us at home running two different businesses you know, and there's this picture I've got. We're in the same room on computers on opposite sides of the wall because we only had one spare room at that stage. Um, there's an eight-month baby on the ball, on the floor um, playing amongst two golden retrievers. <laughs> and that, that quite seriously, like, 
I should probably post that somewhere. That was our yeah. life. Like yeah. that you was should post rea- that. You definitely that, should. That was yeah. actual yeah. reality. Yeah. Um, and everybody was, you know, learning how to cut bonsai trees or make banana bread and I was just trying to like <laughs> get through each day each hour yeah, yeah, yeah. literally and but I, it is I was there, so jealous of them as well, that, that panic isn't there that you know what yeah. where's this going to end what's going to happen you know how am I going to get an income you know is this going to work but yeah yeah um and thankfully I mean it it all sorted itself out and mm. it all just took a bit of time and yeah. a bit of toughness and resilience I yeah, guess just yeah. to get through it but um yeah, it was um, it was a crazy period. Yeah. And now I think we're yeah. actually like seeing people in the flesh again, aren't we? I know we? it's very exciting. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's suddenly yeah, everyone's waking up again, and yeah, I think we said earlier, you know, the daffodils are out, the Lovely. you know, the bright yeah. skies mm. are coming, um, and it just feels like momentum is starting to build again. Yeah, and I think yeah. everybody's just really ready for it. Aren't yeah, they? I think we're all ready for it. Brilliant. So, a perfect way to leave it, I think, Caroline. Thanks so much for sharing your experience with us. And we'll look forward to seeing things as they develop. Uh, Yeah, exciting times ahead. So, yeah, we'll look forward to it. Brilliant. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Park Podcast, sharing tips, advice, and general guidance surrounding the working world. 